Hello, and welcome to The Hidden Archives. I'm your host for the evening, Nicole Clark. We are happy that you have decided to join us for the season three finale. As you may have gathered, this season has been a challenging one to produce and deliver. But here we are. We made it. And we will continue to deliver content fairly regularly for the next few months all the way up until the premiere of season four. Please be sure to follow, message, like, and rate us wherever you find our podcast. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hidden Archives Podcast and on Twitter at Podcast Hidden. Oscar Wilde is known for saying a great many things, most of it riddled with a dry wit that would leave any cynic envious. However, today, in honor of Pride Month, I want to quote something a little more sincere. You don't love someone for their looks or their clothes or their fancy car, but because they sing a song only you can hear. Of course, I will not sing our content warning, but it is something I want all to hear. Know this, and know that the following comes from a place of love. If you choose to enter the hidden archives, if you choose to study the tomes, if you choose to take this journey with me, you do so at your own risk. Profanity and disturbing content will follow. This is your warning. The story this evening came to us as a special delivery. It is something that is brand new to the archives and directly relates to our lore and our mission. Those that have provided it to us went to great lengths to ensure its delivery, so we saw no reason to delay relaying it directly to you. So please do enjoy, but also pay close attention to everything said, whether you choose to listen to this as you drive your car, clean your house, or take a walk in the rain. Water, water everywhere, and not a drop to drink. That's a line by Samuel Coleridge from his poem The Rime of the Ancient Mariner. It doesn't describe my circumstances as I'm on dry land, but it does kind of ring true. Dry land isn't actually quite fitting, come to think of it. It's been raining constantly for three, maybe four days now. Ever since my plane came down, well, since the storm brought it down anyway. Lightning struck the canopy, arced, and shorted out the lights. Everything else seemed okay. I could tell by the sound of the engines and the feel of the plane. But the storm made it so dark that I couldn't read my instruments or get any visual references. The weird part, yeah, call me crazy as if it weren't weird enough already, was that I could hear this voice telling me to pull up. I didn't, though. With no real visuals, it was difficult enough to tell which way was up already, and I was worried that I'd stall out if I pulled up too hard. Well, next thing I knew, there were branches shredding up the wings and I was belly down on the forest floor. By my best estimate, that was about three or four days ago and it's remained dark and stormy ever since. Can't see more than two feet in front of me. I have no rations, and I'm out of water. I drink the storm water, 
but that voice is still there telling me not to. Just before the crash was the first time I heard it, but now I keep hearing it. Almost like it's giving me directions, helping me survive. I should have listened the first time when it told me to pull up. I didn't, and look where that got me. Now I'm trusting it, and it's saying not to drink the storm water. Hence the Coleridge quote. Truth be told, I'm not really sure where I am. Probably part of the reason the forest came up on me so quick. I had tried to get a fix for some time before the crash, but the storm was interfering with communication. GPS was a bust too. All I really know is that I was flying, last I could check, northwest at a speed of about 300 knots. Figuring in my time of departure, minus my last known position, and factoring for the storm puts me... somewhere. Overland, apparently. I found that out real quick. But what land? Couldn't tell ya. Sure, there's trees all around. Pine by the smell of them. That's all I can really determine. Especially because it's just as likely that, with how long I was flying and how fast, I could have crashed in a desert, in water, or even somewhere urban. Assuming I actually knew my airspeed and direction. Which I don't. Yeah. I'm completely lost. But it's okay because the voice is telling me not to worry. It'll get me out of this mess. Look, I, I know how that sounds. But I'm not crazy. It isn't like a voice in my head or anything. It hasn't told me to do anything unsavory. It's just guiding me. I mean, I haven't really walked into a tree yet, so that's a plus. And I'm not the type to talk to myself normally. Sure, I'm doing that now, but it is a voice memo. That's the whole point. Perhaps it would help if I gave the voice a name. Let's just call it... God. It does seem to have some godlike qualities, after all. And it is the voice, God, that wants me to share all of this. So I figure, what harm could it do? Might make the time pass a bit easier. It might also provide me with some welcome distraction. Sure, I'm putting up a brave front, but something is definitely off here. Off in a way I haven't described yet. If you've ever been lost in the wilderness, you probably know what I mean. I keep thinking I'm hearing sounds. Like footsteps, maybe? It's more likely just waterlogged branches snapping from the trees. But I really don't know. I just feel like an animal being tracked. I will say, it would help if I could build a fire. But I can't seem to get my lighter to hold a flame. Doesn't help that the forest floor is saturated with pooling water, and everything is too wet to burn either. 
I just like some light and a fire would do nicely. Otherwise, I'm relying on the very infrequent bolts of lightning. Again, I don't need light to see by with God guiding me. Something about walking by faith, not by sight? Don't really know. I just have that old idea stuck in my head right now. I suppose the problem isn't what light would reveal, so much as it is what the darkness conceals, you know? Perhaps it's best I don't know what's out there. God tells me that I don't need to know, but I really think she doesn't want me to know. It's all very hard to explain. My head is a bit foggy at the moment, but I don't think that's because of the crash. That was days ago. Any head fog from that should have cleared up by now. I mean, if that was it. It is starting to lift, though. For this, I should be grateful. But I'm not. I'm oddly frightened by this. For all I know, I might have died in that crash. I should have died in that crash. What the hell is keeping me going? Is the voice actually God, guiding me towards the afterlife? Or is this my eternity? Maybe my hazy mind is from hunger. I haven't eaten since before the crash. Well, nothing substantial anyway. Just a few peanuts that I found in the airplane cabin. I know, I know, how cliche is it to have peanuts on an airplane? Well, I didn't put them there, I just found them there. And I had a really bad feeling about eating them. Not just because, where the hell did they come from either? God did warn me not to eat the nuts right away, but she never said not to eat them at all. So I had them the day before yesterday. And I only did this by God's direction. She told me I would need a bit of a boost to keep going. So I settled down for a bit of a break, ate my meager rations, and then went on. I kid you not, just five or ten minutes after my humble snack, I had to cross a flooded section of forest. The water was still, but it was deep, about neck high in some places, and I couldn't tell how deep in others. The strange thing was that it wasn't a lake or a pond. I know this because I had to swim around tree trunks and tree tops. It must have been just a depression in the land that had filled with water from this relentless storm. I'm not entirely sure if I would have made it without a slight nutrition rush. Especially not with being unable, or simply not permitted, to drink any of the water. Though the temptation was there, trust me. Especially because it took me more than an hour of waiting, treading, and swimming to get to the other side. 
I cringe to think back on that whole part of my experience. I mean, how stupid is it to wade into water in the dark in an unfamiliar place? It's one thing not knowing what the dark conceals. It's another thing not knowing what lurks in the depths below. Even a raft, assuming I could have built one, would have been risky. What if it wasn't a flooded depression in the land? What if it was a flooded river delta? There could have been water snakes. I've even heard of sharks that can swim from salt water into fresh water with no issue. And all of this was going through my mind the whole time I was swimming and waiting in that inky black. When I finally did make it out of the water, I asked if God could hear me. I asked her to guide me somewhere I could dry off, rest, and eat. But she didn't respond. She won't respond to me directly. Only ever gives me directions and warnings. So far, following her advice has helped. As much as I can tell. I still don't know why I'm not supposed to drink the water. But everything else has been sound. As far as finally getting something I can drink and something else to eat, I'm sure I'll receive that as soon as I get where I'm going, wherever that is. Plus, it's not like I could hunt right now or forage either. I haven't heard a single animal, unless whatever is tracking me counts, nor could I discern what plants, if any, are edible. I'd probably end up poisoning myself before I found safety. Which God says is near. I'm almost there. This is part of the reason I didn't stay with the crashed plane. God told me I needed to move. That was fine with me. The plane was destroyed, so it offered very little in the way of shelter. But I know it's a rookie mistake to leave the crash site. How else do I expect rescuers to find me if I do leave? Well, I have that part covered with God and all. But I could have used supplies from the plane to help me survive. I might have been able to rig something up to start a fire, keep dry, or help myself be located more quickly. I could have built weapons for self-defense. Moral of the story, to whoever might be listening to this, don't leave the scene of a crash unless you know for certain that you will fare better elsewhere. Of course, that wasn't an option for me. Not really an option for the Ancient Mariner either. Seriously, read that poem when you have a minute. If for no other reason than to just familiarize yourself with the classics. I have always had a passion for literature with reason. And I think you should too. It might be important. Like it is for me right now. Water, water everywhere. And not a drop to drink. Nor a place to rest. I haven't slept since crashing. I just have to keep moving. It was the opposite that was the problem for our mariner. They couldn't catch a breeze. They couldn't keep moving. 
So what the hell have I been doing? Well, aside from a lot of slipping, tripping, falling, and sliding, I've been pausing when God wants to give me another direction. Sometimes I'll wait for her voice for what seems like hours. But she never fails to come back and guide me. To tell me to turn right or left, to quicken my pace or slow it. It was God who told me to start this recording. And she must have known that it would take me some time to get things all set up. Again, she didn't tell me why she wanted me to record this, just that I needed to. But I think it was to help me get through the last little bit of my journey. I'll tell you what though, I can't wait to get into something dry. I've been soaked to the bones since this all started. Not exactly any rhyme, reason, or method of drying off when the whole forest is in the midst of a perpetual torrent. I'd probably be forgiven for thinking that this whole place is a rainforest, except for the smell of the pine and the feel of the pine needles underfoot. But wait. Holy shit. I... I can see some light up ahead. It looks like it's coming from some sort of cabin. I think the voice is leading me there. I'm gonna pause this recording real quick and run up there. Did you turn the recorder back on? Yeah. Now, can you tell me who you are? Can you help me? Of course, but leave that damn thing going this time, okay? Now, come take a seat by the fire and dry off. But before you cross onto the rug there, mind the salt ring. If you break the ring, then I'll have to redo the spell before you've had a chance to eat and drink. And I'm certain you don't want to wait. So here, sit. 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 Wait, what spell? Are you some sort of crazy witch or something? Crazy? Yes. Witch? No. Wait. Strike that. Reverse it. Good to know you haven't lost your sense of humor. Wait. How the hell would I know that? Do we know each other somehow? Yes. And I am a witch. But so are you. We work together. Look. It'll all start coming back to you shortly, as soon as you're dry, fed, and watered. It's an effect of a screen spell I put on you. When your plane crashed, I had to hide you from those that would seek to oppose us and our mission. Hence the storm. No one could find you in that. They couldn't hear your plane engines, let alone your footsteps. But as soon as I crashed and stepped into the storm, I lost most of my memories. Presumably so that I couldn't reveal anything until I found you. Correct. See, I told you it would all come back to you once you were a bit more yourself. Oh, by the way, you shouldn't have referred to me as God. I'm much more clever than that. I was talking to you using a different bit of magic. Sorry I wasn't better company on your journey, but... But you couldn't risk being overheard. Exactly. I understand that. But what I don't understand is, why couldn't I drink the water exactly? Well, aside from microbes, parasites, and other nasty things, you being stronger could break the screen spell, 
It's a finicky thing, that spell, so you had to stay as weak and low-key as possible. But it's my turn to ask a question. Were you able to make the delivery? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Archives has everything. Well, almost everything. I guess there'll always be more. Like, I bet you intend to send them this recording. Definitely. They need everything that might even remotely relate to The Witness, Annihilation, the multiverse, or the answer. I think this fits. Wait, what the hell is the answer? As the curator here, it is my job to categorize, scrutinize, and choose which of our stories to share and when. This means that I don't really care how or where we get our materials. But a plane crash, swim, and trek through a dark forest? They probably should have just posted or emailed this story. Oh well. I'd like to thank certain parties for not copywriting the word lore as that would have made adding this story to our lore a little difficult. More importantly, I would like to sincerely thank each and every one of you for seeing us through yet another season of The Hidden Archives. We will resume with our fourth season on October 31st of 2022. Please stay subscribed for more Hidden Archives content between now and then. There are many more stories from The Hidden Archives that have yet to be shared. We hope that you join us next time for another Glimpse Within. This has been a production of the Rhodes Collaborative Experience, LLC. Please no reproduction, duplication, or bastardization of any content without written consent from RCX or its partners. Ex Animo, Ex Tempus, and Archivum.